capsules. You, you, you down to try some of that shit? Oh shit! What the fuck? Why Frank scratch that motherfucking itch? Do the damn thing, bitch. Yo, we got a uh, primo over here um, on the Think Twice podcast, and then we got Efrain about to scratch that motherfucking itch. I'm about to scratch that itch. Fuck it. All right, and then we got Showtime Shoba over here. Showtime. Oh my dick. Debo, uh, this black cat, apparently steals pens. <laughs> Debo, if you steal my pen, props to you, bro. He's uh, so we're taking some notes on a podcast, and Debo just laid on the notepad. He's like, You guys are thinking too much, start recording. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm here with uh, Primo. Primo, say what's up. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Primo. We got Chanel, hello, and we got Ephraim. What's up, people? So there's a few different things we can go over today. Um, everyone kind of has what they're going through in the moment, and we might as well just share whatever we've been uh, thinking about lately, whatever we've been paying attention to. Kind of share our knowledge, share our knowledge, go around and just uh, help people see their side of what they've been paying attention to. So I'm gonna start off with Chanel. So Chanel and Primo are a couple. How long you guys been together now? I would say about two years. So they've been together about two years and something incredible has happened. They are, they've got a baby on the way. So congratulations to you guys. Thank you, thank you. That's, that's gotta be a big life changing event right there. I'm huh? like, all of a sudden you're not just you, you're a father. Of course, of course, definitely life changing. So um, if you guys uh, can take us back a little bit, what was the first thing that popped to your mind, Chanel, when you found out you were pregnant? Oh God, um, I didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Finish my wing stop, and then <laughs> fine. I'll take another test, and then I, I don't know. I still didn't believe it until I don't know. Like, so I'm gonna tell you. Forever. I'm gonna tell you this. You probably not gonna like that I told her this, that I told you guys this, but so we we take the pregnancy test, right? She's she's stressed the fuck out, right? <laughs> and, and so she takes the first one, right? She's like, she's like, damn, what, what are those lines? And she's like, bullshit. So she, you know, whatever. We go buy another one, right? And, you know, it says the same shit. So instantly she starts crying, right? You'd think she'd be excited, right? She starts crying. She's like, she's like, oh my God. I was like, why are you crying? She's like, because I just ruined your life. (laughs) I was like, I was like, what made you say that? I'm over here happy as shit. <laughs> and she's like, you're not mad at me? <laughs> oh, man, that's so sad. I was like, oh, my God. And then, you know, then obviously the mood changed after that. But that was her first thought. Well, just growing up with, like, six brothers, that's kind of, a, to me, a burden. So. I appreciate the thought process. Though. See? I appreciate it. I feel like everybody in my family would have been disappointed. <laughs> See, but that's cool. And now you had support. Yeah. And now it's like so much more strength to go through with it all, you know? And it sucks because a lot of women out there don't have that support when they get pregnant. Definitely. And that's a huge, you know, that's, man, we got to step up. Like, if you get a lady pregnant, like, you got to do your part. Definitely. Like, she didn't do it herself. Oh, that was mean. D-Boy just kind of picked up the table. <laughs> I didn't podcast. mind him, by the way. I would have I moved it up the entire night. D-Boy, you welcome back, bro. But uh, she, like... You had that support, right? 
Now, a lot of girls out there, they they get pregnant, and all of a sudden, the dude's gone. Like, you know, he was just trying to have a, a chill night, and now all of a sudden, it's life-changing. And that's a big problem in society is a lot of women being left out, and they're going to do it all themselves. Now, all of a sudden, you got to raise a kid and come up with the income. That's what I like about the family. Is the family was really well developed, really well organized to the point where they made it. Everyone kind of plays a part in what the team needs. Definitely. Raise the kid, bring in the income. But now it's more like self-looking. Like it's like, okay, I want to have this kind of life. Whereas before, the family was different. But uh, how has your pregnancy been so far? Like you getting sick in the morning? You, um, uh, not no more. For like a good three months, I was sick for everything. Like just looking at people, I'd want to throw up. Um, smelling food, I'd want to throw up. Um, just waking up, I'd throw up. Um, yeah, so there was nothing exciting for the first three months. And sucks, huh? Yeah, and I, I feel a little better now. I just get headaches like every day. And then days like today when I eat Chipotle, I get really sick. Pizza. <laughs> so you ate Chipotle, got sick. Yeah. That's made the news a couple times. I'm, I'm like a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> but pizza, you gotta save room for pizza. That's, That's what the go-to. But this child's not really having it. So if you guys, uh, all right. So um, Chanel and Primo are about to find out the gender on Friday. So uh, do you guys have a guess of what it is or a feeling of what it is? I feel like I'm having a girl just because the universe. That's what it's told you. So you feel like you know what it's like to raise boys because you saw your mom do it. I didn't see my, I saw my dad. Oh, your dad did. So you saw your dad raise boys, so you know how that's done. So it's really hard for you to think about raising a girl, right? Definitely. Yeah, see, that's how I feel. And I'm not really like a typical girl, like. Pretty, I have a lot of rough edges, so you know it's gonna be hard. <laughs> kind of yeah, scared what sure. that was gonna turn out like. <laughs> but then, I mean, I'm still a cool person. Yeah, of course you are. And Primo, do you have a uh, preference with this boy or girl? I want a girl surprisingly. Um, no girls in my family. Um, I feel like I need someone on my side because Chanel's never on my side. So I feel <laughs> like a daughter would be a huge plus to me. That's what I'm hoping for. So you so, feel like you're having a girl and he feels like you're having a girl. I feel like we're having a boy, but I feel like oh. I feel like we need a girl here. So you guys are on opposite sides. Yeah, but I do. I want a girl. She wants a boy. So. Why? It's going to be two of me. He thinks that's you, Like you correct. said earlier, you're a good person. It's, more to ha- it's better to have two good people than two bad people, right? Or one good person, one bad. I was a jerk. Bitch. So then you know. So you got to. If that did happen and you had a daughter that was a lot like you, you have to think, okay. If I was her, which I was, what right. kind of adulthood, what kind of influence would I need somebody else to have had on me to mm-hmm. change me? So you can kind of imagine, okay, what would I have needed now that you're older? Right. And then you can like be that person for Definitely. it or try to imagine what it would it's be. It's just hard. I grew up in the men, so to me, everything's like... That's not bad, though. I mean, she's definitely going to be tough, but you're yeah. also a woman. So you have a whole lot of natural things that are sent in through your subconscious. You just know how to be a woman. Primo don't know how to be a woman, you know? <laughs> but be you be amazed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you friend, you know how to be a woman at all? <laughs> oh, she's telling me otherwise, Ephraim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell no, those are dope-ass combat boots, huh? You. Yo, my dude, Ephraim, yo. So bringing up Ephraim, this man, uh, Muay Thai athlete, huge rock and roller, 
So he had his his stages in fashion where he's been, you know, punk back in grade school. He's gone through the more sleazy rock and roll. He's taking on the athlete role right now. But this man, the outfit is always on point. It's boots, sweatpants, and a dope-ass t-shirt, bro. That's all you need to rock the motherfucking world. Some combat boots, sweats, and t-shirt. So, Ephraim, you've been doing some uh, MMA fighting. So, uh, Ephraim, you had a fight back uh, in what month? So he fought in December against a, a fighter out of Rise Combat Sports, right? What was his name? Uh, Barreras. I just know his last name. Barreras. So Ephraim and Barreras, they went to war in December. And uh, Ephraim, how did that turn out? Well, the guy whooped my ass. So I'll give him that. So it was a great fight. Ephraim held the zone. It was a great fight. This kid was really good. He got the best of Ephraim that day. Uh, Ephraim, would you like a rematch? Yeah, I would actually. Nice coach. Uh, well, just because he comes from some of the best coaches in Arizona, and I want to shut that down. So it's that competitive edge, or would you say that's what gives you the energy to go to the gym? Yeah, well, I don't like the whole, like, it's the best here, it's the best there. I always want to, like, prove that wrong. You could come out of any gym from a great coach and be fucking terrific. So you're kind of seeing that as, like, the underdog role, huh? Nice, so when is the uh, next scheduled fight and what weight class? Because you just fought at 125. So a little background on Ephraim. He's about 5 foot 11, if not 6 feet. And he uh, he got all the way down to 125 for a Muay Thai fight. If you're not familiar with Muay Thai, um, it's, uh, it's almost like kickboxing with elbows and knees. They were able to throw knees, uh, no elbows. Um, but it's amateur Muay Thai this stuff's real this is great stuff if you haven't gone to your local Muay Thai events I highly recommend buying tickets and checking them out yeah go to mine next time yeah when is it I'm not sure I'm shooting for May I really want to fight in May so when I actually went to his fight in December it was in Flagstaff Arizona it was a really great event I was kind of expecting like a ring in the middle and a bunch of people with chairs around but they had it at El Rialto Theater right yeah it's a music music theater I believe well, a lot of bands play there and the cool thing about Ephraim is a huge rock and roller so it's almost like he got performed to perform on his own stage but in his second like love right because you really love music first well maybe soccer right no actually I think my first love is sports and then music so it went sports to music and then Oh man, you guys got to know the backstory on Ephraim. So I went to a rock and roll show, funny enough, right next to Dragon Snake at the time. Um, do you remember the name of that place? Is it Pub Rock? Uh, is it Pub Rock? I'm not sure. It's on McClintock and man, I can't I remember what you're talking about. But, yeah. but anyways, I uh, joined this Muay Thai gym. I was going to a rock concert. I walked in the door. I seen some people in there sparring, and this was real sparring. This was not like okay, let's tap. I don't think I know the story. You don't know the story? Yeah, so I was actually going to a rock show. I wanted some live music, so I went next door. And as I was going there, I was passing by this Muay Thai gym because it was right next to the to where the venue was. And these people fighting in there, and they were sparring, like, <clears throat> fighting. I was like, yo, this is not some pussy stuff. Like, this is like if you try to learn how to fight. So I talked to the guy. He told me to come back to talk to the owner, Rick. Rick, shout out to you, the dragon snake, man. You a stud. Um, I talked to Rick. He, gets, he starts doing some one-on-one training with me, and I was like, yo, I like this taught me how to punch a little bit then I started attending these classes now I, I attended these classes personally to learn how to protect myself be able to fight a little bit but I knew somebody who would be a great fit for this gym who would love it as a passion that's Ephraim 
So, Ephraim, how long did it take me to convince you to actually get a membership at fucking Dragon Snake? I'd say, like, a couple months. But, uh, when I finally did it, it was, it was like one of those, you fucking idiot, why didn't you do it a lot sooner? Right, and you love fighting, right? Yeah. And you always wanted to fight. But then whenever it was there, the opportunity was there for a taking, you hesitated, right? But what made you hesitate? Okay, so that right there is the exact thing that I was looking for. So most of you have something that you think about, that you want to do, that you would love to do, you know you would love to do, but you do one thing, you hesitate. And why do we hesitate, Ephraim? Because of fear. A lot of pussy shit right here. So, So what helped you to break through the fear? I don't know, I just decided to go, man. You just fucking decided. You're 100% right. That's all you have to do is decide. So this world is really dope. It's like a video game. We all know how video games are. There's a goal. You have to know what the goal is and get there. Same thing applies to life. So Ephraim, you knew what the goal was. The goal was to get in the gym and fight, right? Yeah. Okay, and there was something blocking you. What was blocking you? That stupid fear. But what made you finally get into the gym? That willpower just decided. The decision. All it took was a human decision to make it happen. If that decision never happened, you never would have got in the gym. It's that one simple thing that we have to make, the decision, and then things happen. But a lot of people, either they don't want it bad enough to make the decision, or they don't know how to make the decision. So once we can break out of that, then it's, then it's like it's a video game. You can make anything happen. All right, but next fight is in May. That's, uh, That's what we're shooting for. If, and, and, it's, uh, if it doesn't happen in May, fucking June, man. Now, like I said, he's about 5'11. He fought at 125. What is going to be the. Um, uh, moving up, 135. I can't do 125. That was a disaster. 135 was tough, man. I saw you going through that. This man was. He's 5'11. He's, this man has skin on his bones, basically. So now that he's going to be able to be at 135, he's going to be able to put a lot more power, a lot more weight, a lot more endurance, probably. Yeah, and I could eat a lot more now. So how long have you been doing Muay Thai? I'd say for a year and a half. So how's your body transformed in the last year and a half? Oh, shit. I mean, I know my body a lot more better. I mean, I flexibility, dexterity, man, I don't know. So you have like better communication with your muscles, right? That's a cool thing about um, getting in shape and working the body out is you get a more um, personal relationship with your own body. Would you agree? Yeah. uh, Like Primo, he's working out a lot more recently. And dude, this guy gets in shape quick, man. I've been going to the gym with this guy for like three weeks. He's been going hard. And this dude, like his body is just transformed into the Hulk already. So Primo, you've been lifting for how many years? Yeah, since, uh, oh my god, this dude had a, he had a six pack in first grade. Whenever you're supposed to lift, what? Fucking <laughs> as soon as you hit a teen, you hit the teens, right? Fucking, I was at it. I was at. It. I think I think I started in seventh grade to be honest. Um, and then I just kept up from there. Boys are so yeah, Ever since, that's, that's been my thing. Uh, seventh grade, started in seventh grade, and before that, since uh, as long as I can remember, you've been doing football, right? Yeah. So just to give you an idea, Primo in this in like the sixth grade, he came back to Montebello after he left in what second grade? 
Yeah, I left in second grade. So I went to school with Primo from first grade to second grade. We grew up one block away from each other. My best friend since I was six years old. Met you in the first grade, if I remember correctly. Yeah, first grade. Were you in Miss Losher's class yeah. also? Yeah, Miss Losher's class at Montebello. Uh, so I know this man since I was six. We're currently 23. You're, you're turning 24 in about two weeks, right? Yeah, next week. Yeah, next week. So Primo will be 24 next week. And... Uh, he played football from what six six years old? Yeah, I was about six seven. Six seven. So this kid had a six pack when he came back to Montebello in sixth grade. It was crazy. He was the only kid in, in the whole school that was just ripped. It was unreal. But how long did you play football for? Yeah, I played football all the way up until my senior senior year in high school. College football was on the radar. Decided to go elsewhere. Joined the Navy and then kept on with that so what i love about sports we talked about this i think yesterday maybe mm-hmm. today is uh sports are such a good lesson for life you know oh i think it was i had a conversation with somebody else but like i played so many years in sports i played 12 years baseball that's all i played but it taught me so many like life lessons that no i doubt. didn't realize were life lessons until once i started living real life no and then i was like yo I'm so happy I played baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy I was a part of like a winning team at Apollo. Shout out to Coach Aker. Great fucking coach. But you're a part of like what it takes. Mm-hmm. You know? And I try I can't even imagine what it would be like if I didn't play baseball. I never would have had the taste of like striking out and having to go up your next at bat and get a hit. Mm-hmm. You know, having to recover. So how did football kind of shape who you are now as a business person? Because I'm gonna let you guys know right before he starts, Primo is a hustler. This guy, he decides what he's going to do, and he'll just go do it. He's just going to go do it. He's not going to let fear stop him. So, Primo, how did football kind of prepare you? So, one thing about football, right? So, I played baseball growing up, too. But I think I think the biggest difference is between football and baseball is that that decision-making skill, right? So, in baseball, you know, you, you got to make that quick decision, right? But then you got some time to think about it after you strike out, right? What you going to do next, right? When... When you're playing football, right, you you don't have that time. It's it's back to back to back initially, right? So, you know, if you don't if you don't make a decision, I mean you're gonna get laid the fuck out. That's what it is, right? And that's kind of that reflects directly to life, right? Because if you don't make that decision, then it's like life just fucking hits you in the face. You know? If you're not willing to, to do that shit, like let's say your friend didn't wanna go join Muay Thai, you still be dreaming about that. Right? That's one thing that he loves right now. This is his passion, right? He would have never, you know, taken that step. And that, that would have been real shitty for him, right? I mean, who knows where he would be right now, you know? And it's the same thing with me, right? Um, especially, yeah, <laughs> right? Could have been fat, you know? That's the worst. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, it just, just, just an everyday situation, right? I mean, it, it teaches you leadership. It teaches you how to be a part of a, a team environment, how to communicate with uh, different types of people and personality traits, right? How to get through to those people, right? Because not everybody learns the same. Not everyone listens to the same type of uh, of method, right? I mean, you could go and cuss one dude out, right? That's not going to work for the next guy, you know? Sometimes you got to lead by example to that guy, right? So it just exposes you to a lot of different scenarios in in the real world 
in such a short period of time. And then they happen over and over and over again, mm-hmm. just in different ways. Yes, exactly. And that that's one thing that Matt was talking about, right? Um, just sports working out get you in touch with with you, not just not necessarily your body, but your mind, right? So you're think about it when you're working out or you're playing sports. What you're doing is you're constantly putting yourself, your mind, under stressful situations on purpose, right? So when that stress does come hit you, right, you uh, you know you lose your job. But because you have the rents all, due, yeah, the rents due, you lose your job, right? You got to pay your bills, you got to put food on the table. What are you gonna do, you know? But because like uh, of that background, right? I don't stress about that, right? How how many jobs have I quit in the last fucking? Oh man, Two this man's years. been going through jobs like no other because he's just finding out what's for him. And people don't take the time to do that, you know. They'll stay mm-hmm. stuck at the one job because of the fear. Mm-hmm. But you, you're like, I don't, I'm not scared. I know I can go out and get another job. I know I can go out and provide. I'm gonna find a way. I'll make that decision. And you just go out and do it. So now you've learned all these different skills mm-hmm. throughout every job you've had. So you're getting more and more ready for when you find the right thing and you can go all in. Exactly, exactly. Right. And now I'm just following what I want to do, my passion, right? I, I can't I can't sit still. I can't have the same environment. That's just not me, right? But at least I'm just proud that I have that background, right? Something, I guess, sports and working out. Just, just that whole background growing up, being in those stressful situations. That, that, all that has trained me for what I'm, what I'm becoming right now, right? It, it's making it possible because otherwise, you know, I'd, I'd be too fearful to start that, you know, to start my business, to, to move to a different job because, you know, it's not the right gig for me. You know, I think my worst fear right now in life is is getting stuck in one situation that I don't want to be in and being too scared not to do something about it. That's my worst fear. And guys, that applies to everything. That doesn't apply just to like business or just to life it applies to music it applies to fighting it applies to dancing it applies to acting whenever you start something there's always going to be like a resistance there's always going to be like something that's like kind of working against you and you just got to bust through that make those decisions to figure out what you want make a decision and do the decision it's really not something you could describe just like you can't describe love you can't describe what love feels like but you know it's there so the same thing with decision. Decide to have that decision. All right. So, uh, Primo, you just started working with me. So me and you, we're working on building a business together, mm-hmm. right? So what goes through your mind when you think building a business? So I guess first thing of building a business. Um, let's see what goes through my mind. Well, honestly, you know, not necessarily timing is is essential, right? But I mean, for whatever reason, this shit has been hitting me in the face, left and right, right? So let me tell you a little quick background story, right? So about uh, a year and a half ago, I got interviewed for um, the same you know type of company that that the same company actually that Max Max is with right now. Did did not see me whatsoever. Dude was late for the interview, and he was just it was just shitty in general, and I hate that bad business, right? Um, all of a sudden, like eight months, eight months later, or six to eight months later, Max, you know, he's like, yo, I have this really great opportunity, right? And I'm like, well, who? And then he tells me, right? And I'm like, shit, I had a really bad experience with him. You sure? And, you know, he's like, yeah, he's he's all about it. So I'm like, all right, Max, if that's, that's how you feel, you know, go ahead, do it. I believe you, right? And, 
and he's been doing great things ever since, even with all of his struggles, you know. And then now, you know, he's he's been asking me and and really talking about it, and you know, just seeing someone someone grow from from nothing to something just like that, you know, and snap of a finger, right? It's like, and that being my best friend, it's like shit, you know, why why not build something like that with him, right? And you know, because you're my best friend, that if I were to recommend something to you as much as I recommend what I do, you have to take me serious. You're like, this guy would not fuck me over. He's not going to fuck me over. Like, it's been a year he's been doing it now. So not like you have the confidence mm-hmm. in it and the confidence in me. And you can see it also, right? Mm-hmm. And now you've made a decision. So now it's happening. So it's going to be really fun to see what you and I can do because nobody knows me better mm-hmm. than you mm-hmm. and it's probably very close the other way other than Chanel she knows you better than I do but other than that it's mom dad then like I'm up there yeah I know you exactly. pretty well so it'll be interesting to see what we can do working together we were talking about this the other day I learned this from one of my mentors Altig is every relationship you have is the relationship you want to have also but whenever you get two people together working towards the same goal, that's a relationship towards the same goal. There's something really powerful in that. Because all of a sudden, instead of like one ant going against the anthill, you have two ants. Mm-hmm. And those two ants, they're going to get four ants going against the anthill. Mm-hmm. And then the anthill gets built. Uh, Ephraim, before in the past, you and know, I, we talked about an idea you had, and that was making and designing jackets. You remember that? So before you thought, you know, that would be something that would be fun to try. I would try that. Did you ever try it? Uh, I haven't gotten to it. Why not? I don't know, man. I'm just not interested right now. Nice. So is your focus completely on the fight game? That's huge. Your focus, man. Uh, Focus is a really powerful tool. Whenever you have, like, one decision that you want to go after, like, it's an unlimited amount of energy. Because... Nothing happens without focus. You can't study without focus. You can't hit a baseball without focus. You can't score a basket without focus. You're focused on what? what what's the plan right now? What do you want to hit? What's the goal? To get an amateur belt. Amateur belt? Is, so uh, you're fighting, May, are you shooting for, um, okay, how many fights away can you get that amateur belt? We have to win a, a regional tournament. You have to win WBC, so they have you, an amateur line with Muay Thai, so that's pretty dope for them. Do you know anybody that is in that type of organization? Yeah. Nice. Uh, there's a Muay Thai gym like on 75th and Osborne, and they got an amateur WBC champ. Who's that? Did I know, but he's a featherweight guy, so it's not my weight class. But cool. So, how long you said you've been training about a year and a half, right? Yeah, you guys. He's a new one made for this, but uh, I don't know. I believe I'm sure a lot of time I can do something. Yeah, you guys have not met Ephraim before, but he is like a computer. He has got all these files in his brain. You ask him a question, he chooses the right file, and he spits out the information on it. It's pretty incredible. So you pay uh, a lot of attention to the UFC. What's the next big fight coming up that you're excited about? Potential fight, even. Be excited about uh, seeing John Jones in the ring again? Yeah, if he ever decides to get some balls and fight heavyweight. Uh, so, bitch. in your opinion, is John Jones the, the GOAT? Uh, I 
say I say he has like a couple more title defenses. I mean, I mean, I say right now that Demetrius guy is the best of this era. But he's in a different organization, so. You talking about Mighty Mouse? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a whole, yeah. I guess actually, that's a way different weight class too, though. Yeah, he's fighting actually next week. So that motherfucker, since he's fighting like in Asia and all that shit, but at the showtime here will be like 12 a.m. So he left the UFC because the UFC is getting really like mainstream, where they're like talking shit about each other and stuff. They don't have enough right? sponsors. Oh, to I see. Pay, you know, the just, UFC does it? It's just Adidas and Monster. The UFC? Yeah. Wow. Well, Mighty Mouse has like Xbox and all these other fucking amazing sponsors. Holy shit! Them. I don't even know that. So the UFC has about two sponsors, like yeah, main sponsors. So you can't really get paid by other sponsors in your fight. So what do you know the difference between boxing? Why is boxing make? Why do boxers make so much more money than MMA fighters? Promoters, sponsors, everything. Man. I mean, in UFC, you, back in the day, you were able to do that. If, you, if I got sponsored by Lugs, I'll get a paycheck by Lugs after my fight. You know. And you I'm can't do that with UFC anymore. No. Are you kidding me? That's a terrible. That sounds like a terrible business decision. They, they signed a deal with Reebok. Yeah, they could bring in so much more money by allowing each fighter to have their own sponsors. Yeah, like, why so the fuck would you do that? I mean, it's a dumb business move, but then they make, like, TV deals, like, with ESPN, which got them, like, a, another $1.6 billion. That's probably what they focus in on, is TV deals, controlling the networks and shit. Which is yeah. funny, because boxing is opposite. Yeah. They're more going on to online streaming now. Yeah. But the UFC Which also has like fight well, pass. No, it is weird. when you think about it, because yeah. then you turn the average boxing fan into the you need to be a monthly subscriber boxing mm-hmm. fan. Yeah, because the UFC is so big, people forget about other organizations like Bellator. They make the, the boxing move and going into the streaming service, but they also got a TV deal. But who's that? Uh, Bellator. Bellator. And the Combate Americas and all them other organizations. So, so, they, so since the UFC was the only player uh, they only know what they're doing in their business you know what does the UFC or what does boxing have that the UFC does not sponsors and then uh, well they pay their fighters the way they should be hey. paid cause they, they're well paid over like a million well, so they've got the, the, average, the money the average UFC fight, a fighter gets paid six figures so nope. that's for like John Jones and all that guy that's the top guys if you're yeah. a Conor McGregor you're so what does the UFC have over boxing? Oh, uh, uh, matchups. They know, how to, they know how to make matchups. While boxing, since they have their own promoters and they have to deal with other fucking promoters, wow. just UFC, is just, UFC is just <laughs> one organization, so they can make fights like that. Nice. While in boxing, you have to like, we have to talk to top rank. You know, to agree with our shit. You know. And that's why you'll have two guys that are at the top. They're one and two, but they'll never fight each other. But yep. in UFC, Dana White calls two guys yeah. and it happens. It's like, wait a minute. I'm both your motherfucking promoters, so. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and it makes a different, it makes a different uh, vibe in the UFC also. Like, guys want to fight the best, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I ever had the chance, I'd like to fight Gloria. That's probably my favorite fighting organization out there. That or Lion. Lion Heart or Lion Gate. Dope, make the decision. 
Do the damn thing. Do the damn thing. That's a great damn quote. Hell yeah. All right, man. Final thoughts. Chanel, before you crash out, what's final thoughts to add to the podcast? Don't ever get pregnant. You'll die. Pregnancy rates. Yeah. That's actually chlamydia and die. Primo, final thoughts. Um, One, I don't have chlamydia. (laughs) Just so you guys know. (laughs) And final thoughts. Um, All right. Um, Bottom line, basis of this podcast, just do the damn thing. That's it. You have have an itch, scratch the shit. You know? That's that's the best advice you could fucking take from here. All right. I was a victim because I had fear. (laughs) (laughs) That was in the past, though. That's some past shit, but now I'm doing the damn thing. Doing the damn thing. That's what the fuck I like to hear. And final word is take that time to think twice. This is Showtime signing out. Peace.